Hello again, welcome to another episode of the Uranium Market Minute. Today is Thursday, October 13th, and this is episode number 195. My name is Justin Hewn. I am your host. I'm the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium, finds the best risk-reward investing opportunities in the space, and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right. Uh, volatility reigns supreme. It continues. Crazy day in the markets today. Uh, we had we had a, a big gap down on the open for pretty much everything. The S&P traded down probably close to two and a half plus percent in the first 15, 20 minutes of trading. Then a hard reversal closing up 2.6% on the day. Crazy, crazy volatility uh, in these markets. And uranium was no exception. We were down decently on the day. Pretty much everything in the space closed in the green. Since uh, last week's Uranium Market Minute, there's been a couple of very, very big pieces of news. And I'm talking about that in the, in the mailbag section today. Before we do that, let's go into the daily scoreboard and we will look at the charts as well. Um, I honestly, I should be giving you data for the past week, but I'm just going to give it for yesterday because on these fronts, in terms of SPUTs data, ETF data, not a whole lot has happened in the past week uh, with an exception of the spot price. And that I can speak to. The spot price is now $50 a pound mid-market on its way up. Now that we have multiple players in the spot market happening right now, it's not just traders back and forth. And that is a new development. And this is something I shared last week with uh, Uranium Insider Pro members. Um, and it's definitely a new development for the spot market. Happy to see this moving up. And today I tweeted out that the movement of SPUT, the SPUT vehicle, uh, was a tell. And what did I mean that, by that? Well, we saw risk coming off markets, generally speaking, for that first 30 minutes to 60 minutes this morning. SPUT was already green. SPUT had a good day today. Closed up almost 6% on the day on very nice volume. Not super breakout volume, but definitely looking like it's about... Uh, close to double uh, daily average volume here and a very, very nice breakout closing at a multi-month high today. We'll look at the charts in just a moment, but that was the tell. Uh, and I and I said at the time, um, look at this, this is a tell, follow up, what happened? Spot price starts to tick up. And of course, we've been moving up over the past couple of weeks, finally starting to see some signs of life in the spot market. I think that this is going to continue in terms of the movement of the commodity. Of course, the equities markets have crosswinds from, uh, from the dollar, from the movement of oil, and of course, from the broad markets in general. Certainly still believe risk is off, although risk certainly has come back on in a decent way over the past couple of days. That's a positive sign. So what is the data here? Spot did not purchase any pounds, did not issue any shares. And in fact, that's been the case over the past week, I believe maybe with one exception uh, earlier. No, I did the market minute on a Friday. So they did raise a little bit in the middle of last week, but not since Friday. Uh, closed yesterday at a minus 0.13 discount to NAV and with them being up 6% on the day and the movement in the spot price is definitely going up, although not sufficiently to keep this trust at a discount to NAV. So I believe they did raise some cash today. We'll find out in a couple of hours today. Most likely they did do some raising. How much we will find out shortly. Not like I said, not huge breakout volumes on the trust, but enough probably to raise at least maybe a few million dollars here. Uh, so good to see them back above, uh, trading above their net asset value. If you are new to this channel and you are new to the uranium investment thesis, the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust, it uh, holds physical U308. That's the mined uranium. 
that goes through a mild process uh, into U308, uranium, uh, triuranium octoxide, and it's yellow cake. It's a powdered yellow dry form of uranium that's held in a, in a can and sent to conversion facilities where it's converted into a gas sent down, down the line through the rest of the fuel cycle. SPUT is, uh, they took over the Uranium Participation Corporation last year, and this was in July of last year. Their ATM went live in August of last year. Since then, they've purchased about 40 million pounds of uranium, and they have really cleared out the spot market in terms of above-ground mobile inventory. So always a little bit of spot material coming into the spot market, coming from primary production. That's coming from BHP's Olympic Dam, coming from the Uzbeks, uh, UG, which is Arano's trading arm. They sell in the spot market a bit. There's a number of traders that offtakes uh, coming from the Uzbeks, et cetera. Uh, the Chinese sell a little bit here and there, but for the most part, there's not a whole lot of material just sitting around in a can at the moment, at least at these prices. So it's not going to take a lot of buying pressure to move the price a lot. And if we see risk come back on in these markets, we see a big move up in spot with volume, we're going to see a big move in the spot price. And that possibility uh, is certainly there. Spot is a beautiful looking chart. We'll look at the charts in just a second. Um, okay, let's see. What else? ETFs, no changes in outstanding shares, which has been the case for about the past week. All right, let's look at the charts. Starting off with URA, up uh, almost 2% on the day on pretty reasonable, respectable volume. Now, URA did break down with this undercut low yesterday below this lower trend line. And this is not a big trend line. This trend line is based off of two points, basically the low prior to the beginning of the bull market and the low of last summer. Um, so this is really not much of a trend line to hang your hat on. However, we could draw and extend out this horizontal line where we've seen multiple points of Decent areas of support, right? Right around this area, uh, just below $18 is where we had support this summer, where we had support in the lows of last summer, and we have made a higher low so far. So does this chart look overall bullish? No, it does not. It's trading down below all three moving averages, the 20-day, the 50-day, and the 200-day, which all are as well, pointing down. That's not bullish. What else are we seeing here? Uh, we're seeing a pretty clear head and shoulders. Although uh, there was a very astute comment in my market minute last week on YouTube, that head and shoulders patterns typically play out in a bearish fashion when they are at the highs of the chart. We're certainly not at the highs. This is the third lower high for this chart since we topped out last autumn. So we have seen at least a small head and shoulders play out to the downside, which we just experienced. Will this hold? I'm not sure for the long term, but it sure looks like it's holding right now. One more thing I want to note. Decent positive divergence on the RSI on this daily chart. So we have a lower low in the in the actual chart uh, for the stock and a higher low in RSI. So the relative strength index is telling us that we want to go higher here. We'll have to see how that plays out. URNM relative to the spot price of uranium, or put another way, a basket of uranium miners relative to the commodity itself. Now the commodity started to move up and the miners really aren't outperforming that commodity yet. We like to see this move up strongly and, and, and act in a technically bullish manner, really to see the bull market resume for this trade. You can see how clearly we vastly outperformed a rising spot price when risk really came on and we were really moving up. I do believe we'll see another pattern like this going forward. Does that start tomorrow? Probably not. Start next week, maybe. 
Does it happen eventually? Yes, it does. Cameco. I'm going to talk more about this in the mailbag section, but Cameco with this big, big gap down yesterday on the news of the takeover of uh, Westinghouse Electrical. So Westinghouse Electric is um, is a, a nuclear energy provider. They build nuclear plants. They build components for nuclear plants. They fabricate nuclear fuel. Uh, Cameco now is taking a 49% stake in Westinghouse along with Brookdale and uh, Brookdale uh, Renewables. And so this gap down has to do with the raise. So this is a $2.2 billion purchase for Cameco. $650 million of that is going through a bot deal that's taking, taken up by uh, CIBC and Goldman Sachs. Now, $650 million, they raised at $21.95, roughly, I think it was roughly a 15% discount from the previous day's uh, close. Is that where we were at? Yeah, almost a 15%, about a 15% discount. Um, the market's not liking this, obviously. Uh, they're not liking that discount, but that dip did get bought. And look at this volume. What happens when you see volume like this, okay? This is a change of hands. This is a big change of hands. This is uh, retail washing this out based on a lack of understanding of this deal, obviously based on the raise implying a lower price for what it was trading at. So when the company says, hey, we're going to raise this money, we're going to give it away, uh, give these shares out at this lower price, um, even lower than their 200-day moving average. Um, I don't like that they raised this low. I'm going to be frank with you. I don't like that they raised this low. And the the raise was significantly oversubscribed, which leads uh, you know anyone to believe that they could have raised at a higher level potentially. However, I'm not sitting at that table with them. And in order to bring on that kind of money, we're talking about $650 million, two-thirds of a billion dollars. This is big coin coming into this space. But uh, regardless of that raise, the rest of the of the money, the 1.55 billion, is going to be coming from cash and credit. So this is a really, really, really big acquisition for Cameco. Okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna stop talking about it there. I'm gonna finish that up. Uh, my thoughts on that, um, what it means for the sector going forward. I just wanted to share the chart. This is, by the way, this is record daily trading volume for Cameco. And they did bounce decently nice today. I honestly expected them to move back up more, but clearly there's a bit more chop, a bit more shares to work through. Still very big volume today. Uh, nothing compared to the record volume yesterday, but at least we did close in the green. We had a very, very slight undercut low on this trend line that we've touched multiple times. And uh, I would like to see this low hold. I would like to see this trend line hold. As Cameco has been acting as a leader over the past year. And I'd like to see that follow through. URA relative to the S&P, um, decently, uh, slightly down today. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of surprised to see that with so many stocks in the space up a little bit more. I believe that, that uh, the performance of Cameco, the relative underperformance of Cameco today, held URA back as URNM was up significantly more uh, than URA today. But relative to the S&P, slightly down on the day. Still in that range of this overall uptrend, we did have this undercut low over the summer. I'd like to see it hold here. I'd like to see, obviously, if we do see this bounce in the S&P continue, that uh, uranium outperforms when risk is on. But the, probably the best chart in the space, and I don't think there's even a close second. Uh, good volume coming in here. Um, very nice candle, closed near the highs of the day, not quite at the highs of the day, but this is the highest close 
since when? Since uh, May. So this is about a six month high for the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust. And looking very, very good here. Nice to see volume come in, right? Uh, closing near the highs, multi-month high above all of the uh, rising moving averages. This is a bullish chart. Now we will have to see how this plays out going forward, but technically this is moving along with the commodity and oftentimes like today is actually forecasting the move of the commodity. And I believe that's what's happening right now. Money is coming into this. This this trust is 80% owned by institutions. So when the trust sees volume and when the trust sees strong moves up, that tells you what institutional money is putting risk on into this vehicle. What does that mean? Why are they doing that? They probably see where the spot price is going. Liquidity is improving. Markets went risk on today. Hence, decent volume. Nice move up. All right. Let's stop the charts there. Okay. Mailback section. I just want to finish my thoughts on Cameco and share a couple of other thoughts. Okay. So I really think this acquisition of a 49% interest in Westinghouse is a watershed event for the space. Cameco clearly is going for vertical integration within the fuel cycle. They mentioned this intention in last conference call, and now they have Mind U308. They have conversion at Port Hope. They have uh, a minority ownership currently in Global Laser Enrichment, GLE, that's uh, co-owned by Silex. Um, Cameco is very, very likely to take the uh, allowance that they have to increase their ownership in GLE. And I believe that's the 75%. Maybe it's 80%. I don't exactly recall. I think it's 75. They're going to do that. So uh, while that's years away and in limited capacity, even when it is online, uh, laser enrichment gives them optionality for enrichment. Okay. Now, finally, through Westinghouse, they have fabricated fuel. Cameco is becoming sort of the Rosatom or the 10X, I should say, of the West. They're now in a similar position as Arano, but they are publicly traded. Cameco knows, uh, clearly is seeing the shift by, in the utilities actions, the Western utilities actions, and the Western utilities are now saying, we want to buy from you. So Cameco is planting their flag on the future of nuclear. Clearly, they're not going to spend this kind of type of coin and take this sort of significant step without a clear vision of where they see this sector going, not only just for mined uranium and U308, but for nuclear in general. So this, in my opinion, is a watershed event for the space. And it's it's a very, very bullish tell for the space. Whether or not you like the deal, whether or not you think that they should have raised at a slightly higher valuation, which I do, um, whether or not you think they should have spent their cash and, and some of their credit in a different type of acquisition or on further exploration or whatever it might be. This is what they've chosen to do. And I believe that they've done significant due diligence. Now, Westinghouse was in trouble a few years back. They're close to bankruptcy. They they were taken out by, um, uh, by this entity. Uh, the name is just skipping my mind at the moment. Um, the entity that just took it over and sold it kind of to themselves and to Cameco. And there's been a big, big turnaround um, since that near bankruptcy in 2017. So Westinghouse is a success story and they are a significant player. Westinghouse is the first builder of a pressurized water reactor. Um, based on their uh, reactor builds, their providing of critical infrastructure and components for reactors and the providing of fabricated fuel for reactors, they essentially have some, some frame of influence in over half of the operating reactors in the world currently. Now, Cameco owns 49% of that. This means cash flow for them. 
We're still doing an analysis on this uh, in terms of what it means for the company. But in my opinion, this is a big, big step and it's a big vouch for um, such a prominent company to take a step in this direction. It's a big vouch for nuclear in general. Okay. Um, I already talked about spot and spot price action. I think this is going to continue. I believe that we will see further movement in the spot price going forward uh, into the remainder of this quarter and perhaps beyond. Now, the big question is how much risk comes on into spot, how soon, um, and in what type of backdrop of market conditions. So obviously, SPUT has been somewhat hamstrung by uh, equities generally going risk off this year, rising rates, et cetera, et cetera. But we now have 85 million pounds uh, signed in long-term contracts year to date. We have um, multiple players in the spot market, not just traders, okay? Um, I've given more detail on that to members in the daily updates. I'm not going to do that here, but I will just tell you, it's not just traders with uh, trading pounds back and forth here. We're starting to see some more action in the spot price, in the spot market. But nobody can predict when and how much capital is going to come into spot. And if these various players in the spot market have competition from spot and financial players that end up piling into this, we could see really, really sharp moves up in the spot price. That's entirely possible. Okay, last thought. Next week is our October members-only webinar. This is happening on Wednesday. It's happening on Wednesday the 19th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. If you are a member, if you're not a member and you'd like to join, you can join with a quarterly membership and attend this webinar. We are having a guest. I'm not going to mention his name here. He is a significant player in the nuclear uh, nuclear fuel industry. We have not had him on before. He is someone I consider a friend. He's somebody I've been speaking with for a number of years. He's um, a very valuable contact for us. And he's going to share some insights um, across the sector and, and with his deep experience in the sector. That's going to be very, very valuable. He has some uh, unique perspectives on the fuel cycle, some unique perspectives on this recent Cameco deal and the significance of it. And of course, on various companies in the space, including one company that he recommends or uh, represents, excuse me. So very much looking forward to, to this conversation that is happening next Wednesday. Um, I'm going to leave that there. I really appreciate you listening and watching, and I will see you all again next week. Cheers. <music>